everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And today we are talking about reading and books. And this is another one of our romance reading wrap ups that we do every month. And I look forward to it every month. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree's here. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. This is my first time on the podcast this year. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I know I've missed like talking to you. (laughs) I mean, we chat like yeah. every day, but you know, it's different. <laughs> no, it really is. And I, I do look forward to it. I mean, people might think that after I've been doing this podcast since 2017, that it would be kind of boring and, you know, old hat. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you definitely find ways to, I think, keep it fresh. So yeah. I try. And we always look forward to your suggestions too. If you have any ideas of what we can talk about and what we should do, please let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, yeah, we had a fun month of reading after the barrage of of holidays. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm still a little burnt out from the holidays and I didn't even watch all of the movies. I mean, just like, I, I I, think I'm still on that, like, I still wish it was Christmas high. So I haven't even really watched, I have not watched any of the New Year's movies. <laughs> I'm, like, secretly plotting for Christmas in July where I can watch the movies I didn't watch during the countdown. It's, I'm in a weird space. January yeah. is always weird. But then February comes, and I love the Valentine's Day movies. So, you know, yeah, I gotta get it in here. Yeah. How do you feel about love you <sighs> Was that what was it last year? Was that it? It was last year. It was Love Ever After. I like that better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no question. <laughs> I mean, I get it that like Love You Worry is maybe more memorable or memeable, maybe, but come on, it's so weird. But uh, I mean, I don't know what was wrong. It wasn't it just it was well, the problem with Countdown to Valentine's is that. Because Valentine's Day is in the middle of the month. And February is so short. You can't do countdown. Yeah, you get like two movies and then. (laughs) But I don't think anyone took it that literally. No. Come on, Hallmark. Bring back Love love Ever After. If anyone at Hallmark, you know, in the big seat at the top is listening, please bring back Love Ever After. Yeah. I, I hope people are in the, in Hallmark are listening. I. I feel like sometimes they do because you'll hear things or things they'll do things. And I'm like, we talked about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the having the, the, I mean, not that we were the only people that wanted a sequel to nine lives of Christmas, but we had a freaking t-shirt. <laughs> right. Well, I hope somebody up there is listening because look, here's my pickle. And this is, I think the reason why I have not watched any of the movies so far this year. Um, where's the diversity people like come on I was really I've been really disappointed you get a lot a mixed bag during countdown to Christmas I mean everything from LGBTQ people of color I mean we have an even an autistic child movie like they really bring it and then it feels like you take 15 steps back in the new year and (laughs) one of my friends and I, I had messaged her and I was like what do you think and she's like I feel like we're trying to win back some of our GAC audience with this move. And I'm like, yeah. I'm I, I'm not even going to hate on that <laughs> opinion right now. 
Yeah, I can see it. And also another weird thing, getting back to this kind of the book uh, world, is there's like no Hallmark publishing coming out. Yeah, right. I was yeah. looking to see. I figured they'd have one book for Valentine's. Nothing. It's going to be a while. I think we get the the mystery you and I read. We get the book two for that. Um, I know Amanda Flower has another one coming out and I feel like I saw two more, but they're like later in the year, I yeah. believe. So there's some announcements and they even announced Lizzie Shane's uh, book, but that's not until 2023. Yep. I saw that online. I was like, what? <laughs> we just like, hit oh, 2022. We- <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, we could maybe pick that for, for the February book. And I'm like, oh, nope, not yeah. for another year. So I don't know what's going on there. So it's interesting because whenever we saw, when I saw the lineup for, for the New Year's movies, you know, I, my first thing is like, okay, which one of these is based off a book? And The Wedding Veil, I found, so I thought, because Christy Woodson Harvey has a book called The Wedding Veil, I believe yeah. it's called, coming out. I thought it was already out. And I'm like, oh, this has to be it. But mm-hmm. I did a little bit of digging. I'm like, okay, this book hasn't even come out yet. So this is not it. And so then I find this long tall texan by Lori wilde and i'm like whoo who at hallmark read this <laughs> but yeah, then then you see the old the cover. cover yeah the old cover the old title which i put on goodreads i was like why did this cover and title have to change i don't know because i actually prefer the old title and cover um but yeah it was interesting like who who made that decision well it, the the long tall texan cover is very deceptive very it shows a lot of skin and it there's none in the book no and i mean he's not even really a cowboy and it's like kind of looks like he's a a detective detective. (laughs) yeah there's no spice hardly at all in this book yeah yeah yeah, because it is one of those stories where she is technically in a relationship for the majority of it with someone else. Yeah, so it's either called Long Tall Texan by Lori Wilde or There Goes the Bride, as you said. Mm-hmm. And I wrote up a little summary because the summary on the book is a million words long. Okay. Here we go. It's <laughs> Delaney Cartwright is engaged to her best friend, Evan, but the spark isn't there. Her mother, Honey, insists on the marriage, but she has a whole backstory of her own behind her old-fashioned views. When she finds an antique wedding veil, Delaney starts to fantasize about a long, tall Texan, and before she knows, she meets the swoonworthy detective, Nick Vanetti. Nick has sworn off relationships since his ex-wife left him, but the more he is with Delaney, the more he wonders if maybe he could be the marrying kind again. Will Delaney keep her promise to fiance Evan or run into the arms of the handsome Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Will she? I feel like that was a pretty good job. Yeah. For me. <laughs> you did good. Thank you. Because <laughs> um, there is a lot going on in this book. A lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> that you don't really know is even happening until you reach a certain point i think yeah yeah i mean overall what did you think of the book so i rated it a three star on goodreads for now just because it did take it felt like whiplash i think after like the halfway point i was like whoa this is happening this is happening this is happening 
Uh, and I think I have to sit with that for a while because I honestly feel like I could bump it up to a four star because even though it was a lot going on, I feel like she tied everything up nicely at the end. But they're still just like, wow, if you go into this expecting a certain thing, it could either be a good thing or a bad thing that there's so much else that happens, you know? Yeah, I also gave it three stars on Goodreads. And we'll have our Goodreads links in the description if anybody wants to follow us on there. Uh, it it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my my main problem with it was I just didn't really love the characters that much. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I it was it was okay. <laughs> the story was fine. So I, there okay, is a lot I think you got a okay, so Delaney, right, is mm-hmm. essentially this rich Texas, almost Texas royalty. Is she like an oil heir? She's like an oil heiress. Her dad's family i something like that yeah Yeah. something with her dad and i don't want to spoil it but her mom you know quote unquote comes from money as well Uh, (laughs) so she's like it's hard in as a modern reader when you have characters like delaney that are so insecure so easily controlled by other people yes it's just there are people that exist that way and it is a real character. I understand that, but I don't know. Like, it's just, you just want them to be more empowered. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she comes from that world of like very rich Delaney will be fine, but very like her mom is setting her up. Well, she's, and she's engaged to Evan and they've been friends forever. It's comfortable. It's the right choice. It's the safe choice. Um, and her mom is very adamant. Like her mom's on, like always been on her about her weight and just making sure she's perfect. And she did lose her sister. So yeah. I think a little bit of it comes from that. But there's also just that like we're high class society. We have an image to of like her mom is like that typical rich Southern mama, like mm-hmm. caricature that I feel like we see in these movies. And it, like you said, it's hard to read sometimes because you're like, come on, Delaney, just stick. You're a grown ass woman. Like tell yeah. her to. <laughs> you know golly stick up for yourself <laughs> yeah and you know it's interesting because if you think about a movie like sweet home alabama it, and that movie has its flaws i'm uh, but the thing i guess i like about that movie is that like both of their romantic options are pretty valid and yeah she has chemistry with both and she could pick either one you know it's not between a a bad man of business, you know, and the right, the obvious right guy, like both of them are good guys. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just about who she's more in love with, which makes for a good romance, I think. And in this case with Evan, he was just so not a believable rival from the very beginning. And there was no chemistry, uh, that I, I just think it would have been way more like interesting if she was kind of in love with Evan, but then now there's this other, uh, other option that is there. And I mean, I, I guess, you know, when you have that, then you, then you end up maybe feeling too bad for Evan and then that makes the story hard, but I don't know. I just think it would have been there if there had been a bit of more of like a tit for tat, you know, between the two 
options, it might have been yeah. better. But I do think that's a downfall. Like if you're going to give us a a love triangle-ish type situation, I feel like the stakes feel so much higher if both of the choices are good choices. I mean, yeah. and is Evan like a terrible choice? No. But at the beginning of the book, he literally goes to what, like Guatemala? He's like a doctor. Yeah. So you know he's in a profession where, you know, it, work is going to take priority for him. And we see just how much of a backseat she may potentially have to take because he's not even physically there while the story is going on. Yeah. Right before your wedding, it seems like a odd choice. And then yeah. also uh, not having sex for six months. Right. <laughs> like if it's a religious thing, that's one you, thing. Yeah. then I understand totally. Um, but that didn't seem to be the case. It's, and I, I, I've heard of people two weeks before, a month before, six months. <laughs> like, yeah. <what>? <laughs> Which, I mean, in their case, it should be easy because, like, he's going to be gone for a lot of it. So, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very weird. I what did you think of the way that it started? Because it starts off with, like, a kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, and then the kidnapping at the wet, you know, with the wedding. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> An attempt at situational comedy. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminded me, it's not a kidnapping, but it kind of reminded me in the graduate, you know, the, the, when they, they, they have the, um, they, they run off from the wedding with the, uh, um, in the uh and then are in the bus and then they look at each other but i i i am curious about this have you ever heard in movies all the and books <laughs> you all the time see people leaving each other at the altar i have yeah. never heard of that actually happening in real life, in real I know. life ever <laughs> i know i'm sure it has but i don't know it's just so funny because it's something that happens all the time you think it <laughs> Yeah, it is a beloved romance trope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one did have a lot of tropes. You've got like the leaving at the altar, the forced marriage, the forbidden romance. I feel like kind of small town, but I also don't really know where they lived. I mean, you hear of them going to like Galveston and stuff. So <laughs> I'm assuming somewhere between like Galveston and Houston somewhere. Yeah, this is set in your neck of the woods. Yeah. So um oh my gosh, what yeah, it was really trope heavy. And then like it was light it was like paranormal light because her dead sister, like she sees her dead sister in oh, dreams. Yeah. Um it's intense. Got, it's got like familial secrets like I did not see that coming. <laughs> it's, it's got a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. 
And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Yeah, what did you think about everything with Honey? I did not see that coming, honestly. I mean, I thought it was interesting when we learn, when she sees her mom in Galveston and she's, you know, scenes later, her mom comes in, her mom knows she saw her and her mom's like, I'm going to lie my way through this. And I did like that. She's like, you know, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you weren't, that I did not see. Like you're trying to persuade me. I didn't see you. And I, I know I did. I just... Oh, gosh, when the reveal happens at the end, like when we learn why her mom's being blackmailed, I was just like, this is a little (laughs) far fetched. I would have liked that to have been something else. The thing about the mistaken identity or stolen identity, identity Uh theft, Uh is I think it was a a kind of a, a fun gotcha sort of a thing. The one I, the thing part about it I didn't like was the fact that Jim Bob forgave her so fast. Her yeah, husband. Her husband. I'm like, yeah. if, are you kidding me? I mean, I would struggle if somebody had been lying to me my entire marriage. My entire marriage. Yep. Yep. Because you didn't give him the option or the choice of like, do I want to be with the real you? You know? <laughs> yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. Especially because he had dealt with, she had really been putting him through a lot, I think, emotionally, like in their marriage, just, I don't know, she was trying to be that high society person and was really like neglecting their relationship together. And I mean, Delaney even tells her about it, you know, like you make him miserable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he, he did forgive her a little quick, too quickly for me, but Mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah. That was my only real problem with it. I mean, and if I were Delaney, I would be major upset at my yeah. mother about yeah. that. I thought it was kind of fun that, like, she, uh, she sees her dead sister listeners in her dreams. <laughs> and her sister died at 16. So she's literally still, like, a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. And it's like, but, and however her sister shows up to her, it's how Delaney imagines her. So, like, there's a scene where she's, like, on roller skates. <laughs> You know, like with like a concert t-shirt on or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of fun. I was like, okay, what are you here to do? And I I felt like we got to know Delaney a lot from those scenes with her sister. But I was also like, I was not expecting this to be kind of paranormal-ish. <laughs> I'm a little weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and never mind the fact that like the whole story is about this wedding veil, which is what Hallmark like adapted and they really (laughs) didn't use the the veil the magic of the veil very much like it's not i feel like they could have used that more done it more yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean she dropped a lot of cash for that thing yeah 10 grand ten thousand dollars yeah (laughs) the lady's like you would pay that much for a veil and her friend's like oh she's like a millionaire heiress or whatever it's fine she can spend her money on however she wants i'm like okay even kleinfeld's that's that would be a lot for a veil yeah ten thousand (laughs) dollars 
<laughs> be like, what? <laughs> okay, so you watched the movie. Tell me the differences. I mean, I'm assuming it's a lot. I'm assuming it's a lot, right? Pretty much the only similarity is that there's a tall other guy in the work, you know, okay. like. And a wedding veil? He's not veil? even a Texan. Like, it's not even, Kevin McGarry isn't even a Texan. But <laughs> um, everything else is different. Even her name, name is different in the movie. Her name is Avery in this. It's Delaney. Um, there's. Uh, she's an art dealer in the movie, <clears throat> and so not like staging she, houses. <laughs> yeah, in in and so she's like looking for a piece of art. That's how she meets Kevin McGarry. Um, and they it's they like hit it off. So and, and then she finds the the veil with her two friends um, and she buys it. And yeah, I, I, you know, it's one that I don't remember all that much because <laughs> I was kind of bored and I just wasn't that. <laughs> I remember getting your message on the chat and I was like, yep, I'm just glad that I have this recorded and saved. I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> you know, I, like I saw that movie or the preview and I was like, People are going to watch this because it's three really big stars. And I love each of them individually. But I'm like, that does not mean that the movie is going to be good. And I also just felt like these are friends. Like, they're not related to each other. I'm like, why couldn't this have been Lacey, maybe Rukia, um, I don't know, Alexa, you know, DeVega. Like, I just wanted that friendship to look different than what it did so i was like i have not budged to watch it yet yeah i i can understand that i i mean i i think they might have ran into a little bit of bad luck because some of those people i mean i don't know about alexa but rakia is you know pretty busy with yellow jackets and everything but so they might have run into some bad luck in as far as some of their go-tos but there's plenty of diverse talent that you can get (laughs) and they do have a movie in march with a whole black cast coming which uh looks the The little uh, the one you sent me that you (laughs) sent in the chat the other day yeah i mean i love the cast but it, it looks like kind of a downer another marriage in crisis story and i it's funny because when they first started doing those i was like this is so refreshing this is so different and now i'm kind of over them yeah yeah. I, you don't want to like overdo it. I'm kind of, I don't know. I just, they're and not my that favorite. One has, that one has like an extra storyline. Like I was sharing with you all when we were talking mm-hmm. about it. Like it could be a movie by itself. I feel like, cause it, the, the heroine like does something with dating and older people or something in that movie as well from the, mm-hmm. the sounds of it. Yeah. I just think Hallmark, I mean, I know that we're all about, happy ever afters and as a romance lover i love that however i feel like we should lean in to those like women's fiction stories and just embrace it because that storyline sounds fun all by itself <laughs> yeah i can see that and it can be done well i don't know just a lot of times those kind of stories are sort of boring to me yeah i just like my light fluffy rom-coms and me too <laughs> because um, when you're already because already married stories and 
like the chemistry is already there. Part of the rom-coms is like they either like hate each other and, you know, like yeah. we're waiting for that buildup of the chemistry to happen. So, yeah, like I really enjoyed uh, the um, hating game that just came out and I have both book and movie. I, I mean, I finally read the book and then the movie just came out and that was so it was I mean, it wasn't that great, but it was really fun. You I liked enjoyed it, it, Rachel? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, it was really fun. And uh, so I I hope that it'd be fun to get that kind of spirit. And certainly, you know, some of our writers can, can do that and they have done it and they probably will this year. But I Listen, don't know. I was, I mean, let... I was excited for the diversity. I was a little bit mixed uh, yeah, on the, execution. Uh, the story. What's it going to we'll, be? Right. We'll what's, what's our girl, Nina? Is it Nina Wise? Yeah, Nina Weinman. Let, yeah. let Nina write. Um, <laughs> let Elise Murray write. I mean, yeah. I, Elise yeah. Murray's movie. Julie um, Sherman Wolf. Yes. Uh, Tracy Andrine. Incredible. I mean, we've got so many incredible writers. But, uh, but as far as the wedding, the first Wedding Veil movie, I mean, I love Lacey. She's great. It was it, it was just a little slow. I mean, and you have to have Kevin McGarry with that accent. That mm-hmm. He was like halfway Boston. Like, what is this weird accent? <laughs> but he's so handsome in the movie. I mean, he is so good looking in that film, even for him. Whew, he so was here's great. my here's my question for you. Do you need to? Does it need? at what point is it not really an adaptation when you literally just took like one piece of the story and adapted the film? Because it's totally, from what it sounds like from your experience, you shared the movie and the book mirror each other in no kind of way other than like there's a wedding veil. Yeah. There's a magic veil and she has, you know, her group of friends uh, in the book as well. Um, and you've got a, you know, the other, like you got a hot guy. <laughs> yeah. Cause That's I, I mean, it. when we decided to read it, I don't know if it's changed cause I haven't checked, but I mean, I was looking up Lori Wilde and I'm like, she's not posting about this. <laughs> like, yeah. Hallmark really didn't like allude to this, you know, being adapted from the book. <laughs> so I was like, okay, they're probably going to change a lot. So did you think that in the book, did you think that Nick and Nalini had a spark? Did you think that part worked? It grew on me. Yeah. But you know how I am, especially with the movies, when they're in a relationship with someone else, I'm just like, uh, yeah. this is a little weird. Eventually it did grow on me the more that they spent time together, but that was still hanging over my head. And the fact that, he doesn't come for money and he's worried about fitting into her world and I'm not going to fit into her world. So it took some time, but eventually I was like, okay, he is the obvious choice. He's the person you have fun with and all of that. And again, like you said, Evan's not even in the picture. So we really don't get to know why it wouldn't work with Evan other than the fact that like, he's the safe choice. Yeah. Yeah. You almost feel like, I don't know that is Evan trying to, I can see secretly gay. You know what I mean? Is there something that like, why is he doing this? Like, what is it? Yeah. Benef- I guess aside from being, <laughs> having being related to a wealthy family and I guess they are friends, but it's like, why is this is not 1950? Why, yeah, why do this you This is one of those need- things where like, 
in a, in an historical romance, we wouldn't even be talking about like yeah. the why. Yeah. Like this would totally make sense. It's really hard to pull that off in a contemporary because why you can't tell just because we both have money, we have to get married. Like we don't even like each other. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was I, I like I I guess I understood her more because she had this crazy mom. But why why mm-hmm. did he? agree to feel a need to do it i don't really we don't really know but um yeah it's interesting i think that of the three movies i think the autumn reeser one is the one that looks the best in my opinion okay i mean we don't know much about the allison one yeah we haven't gotten a trailer or in me i do think uh her and victor webster will have nice chemistry that seems like a good fit to me mm-hmm. but um but yeah i don't know it's an interesting little experiment i guess that they that they did uh for the movies the book yeah like you said i gave it three out of three out of five i mean i guess i feel like uh overall it's kind of a fun read there's lots of surprises as you're reading like whoa i didn't see that coming yeah. and, whoa <laughs> Oh, so we're we're being blackmailed. Okay, uh, yeah. Where did that come from? Oh, there's a kidnapping again. You know, there's. <laughs> what, 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 how's she gonna get out of this one? And, and... E- even the kidnapping is like <laughs> there's some like shenanigans with that. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, she's kidnapped by the wrong person. Like, yeah. What is going on? This wasn't the kidnapping I had planned. <laughs> So it's not a it's not an unfun read. It really it it clips along and and it's it's just uh, some when you like finish reading it, you're kind of like, wait a minute here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a quick read. I mean, yeah, I listened yeah, yeah. to it on Audible and I listened to it in like three hours. I mean, yeah. I didn't put it down, so that says something. It's it's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, as far as spice level, there is like conversations about sex, and there is some. There's like mild spice, so it's not like Hallmark yeah. uh, worthy, but um, uh, but it's pretty, pretty mild, mm-hmm. pretty mild, despite the cover. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Let's move on and talk about our reading roundup. Yeah, you said you enjoyed one that you mm-hmm. like, really liked one. So which mm-hmm. one was it? Okay, well, yeah, maybe I'll start with that one. So the first one that I want to talk about is called Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. This was such a fun book. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, It's a YA book about a teenager named Liz who (laughs) has 
her her mother passed away and she's just really struggled to move on and not that you ever can completely move on but she's very she's really struggled with it and even though her father has gotten remarried and so she has uh this there's this uh young man that she had a big crush on that knew her mother and he moves back into town after he'd been gone for a long time. And so she wants to impress him and, you know, still has a crush on him named Mike. And she has this kind of grumpy, surly neighbor named Wes, who has always kind of like been sort of her rival in the neighborhood. Uh, He would sort of tease her and antagonize her or whatever. And, uh, and Wes, uh, she makes a deal with him. There's this parking space that he wants that she has. She makes a deal with him that if he helps her, uh, with this relationship with Mike, uh, that, um, that she'll give him the parking space. Um, and so it just was so good. I loved it. I mean, it kind of has sort of friends to lovers and enemies to lovers and other (laughs) tropes. And I really liked both of the characters. I really liked Liz. I really liked Wes. I really liked Mike. Uh, They were all very fun. And, you know, surly teenagers are usually not my jam. Uh But (laughs) I mean, neither. (laughs) This and so she her and her mother loved rom-coms. That was like the thing that they did together. And so she she has this very idealistic view of romance and what it's going to be like because of all of that. And and so there's a lot of winks back to tons of rom-coms, classic rom-coms, including at the beginning of every chapter, they have a quote from everything from 10 Things I Hate About You to Bridget Jones to all over. And so that was fun. Me as, you know, as a movie fan, as a rom-com fan, that was also really fun. And the, uh, the kiss in the movie was so good. Uh, <laughs> and I just loved it. It was so good. I thought they had a, I thought everybody had great chemistry and it was well done and it was emotional because of the whole thing with her mom and yeah, great read. I highly recommend it. Lynn Painter. I am very excited to keep reading your books because this is the first one I've read of yours and I loved it. Did you ever read, uh, is it called waiting? It's waiting on Tom Hanks or waiting for Tom Hanks. I can't remember, but Mm -mm. it's by Carrie Winfrey. Okay. I, I'm going to like send you a message with books like with yeah. that are kind of about the movies. Cause I want your movie critic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't always work for me because everyone thinks I would love Austin land and I did not like that book or yeah. movie at all. Yeah. I thought it totally missed the point of Jane Austen and the appeal of Jane Austen. And it was a very superficial uh, look at Jane Austen. And I didn't like that. She's, practically assaulted at this place and that's treated not well. Mm-hmm. I did not like that book at all. So the whole, the, the, it doesn't always work for me. It has to be yeah. done right. Yeah. 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 Well, so, but this, doesn't that sound cute? Doesn't it that does. make you? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it's a young adult because then mm-hmm. you're kind of getting that 
rom-com fan perspective from a teenager yeah which i feel like they rom-coms had a moment like before obviously teens these days would have experienced so and they bring in some modern ones too like there's uh to all the boys i love before that's it's in there like so it's not just kind of classics yeah it's, I love those three movies. Did you watch? Did you watch those? Oh yeah, I love uh, them. Aren't they too. adorable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and Noah Centineo, he is just—he is a very gorgeous specimen <laughs> to look at, which I feel very cringe for saying because I, no, you know, in my thirties, and, and charming. <laughs> yeah, he's so charming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Did you know? Did you see that there? You probably did because you're like into all the movie stuff. Kitty's getting a movie, Rachel. Oh yeah, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I am a little stoked for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that my really my first one is a debut. So Jenny Hale has Harpeth Road, her publishing house. Um, and one of her authors is Emma Linden. So I had the opportunity to read her book, The Holiday Plan, which is a Valentine's Day romance. And I want more Valentine's Day romances. I feel like that's another holiday that kind of gets skimped over a little bit. Um, and it's about a romance novelist who goes to like a hotel for a writing retreat. She hates Valentine's Day. You will find out literally in the first chapter as to why. And lo and behold there's this like dating coach there and this guy loves valentine's day and she's like oh my gosh what did i like walk into so her plan is to avoid them at all costs but her agent's like you might want to like join in and participate that would be a good opportunity for research kind of thing Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's a lot of like close proximity kind of working together in and it was really sweet. There's some family stuff that goes on. It's sweet. There's no steam in it whatsoever. And I just kind of flew through it. And I was like, man, I really love books set during this time. Because I feel like you don't get a lot of winter stories uh, mm-hmm. that aren't Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it was really, re- really refreshing. It just came out, listeners. So like, get on Amazon, order your copy. It yeah, was we'll fantastic. Put a link. We'll yeah. put a link. And what, what's it called again? It's called The Holiday Plan by Emma mm. Linden. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I agree. I like uh, sort of the post-Christmas books sometimes when they, they get a chance. Uh, you don't see them that often. Mm-hmm. Now, well, my next choice is actually a Christmas book, but it's a kind of a light Christmas book. It's not heavy on the Christmas. Um, it's called The Mishap by Noelle Adams. And it was a pretty fun story. It is on the spicy side. <laughs> so if you're looking for that. Uh, but uh, it's about this woman who kind of allows herself to have this sort of week long fling when she goes on vacation uh, to the ski lodge. And then, uh, and they sort of grade that they're not going, you know, it's just going to be this one time thing. And then, uh, they go a whole year and she just can't stop thinking about him. And then he shows up again at her town and he has a daughter and, you know, all this kind of stuff. It, and he was recovering from, uh, from his wife passing away. And then, uh, so that's why he wasn't, you know, he just wanted to be casual, uh, but are things going to be casual again, you know, and also he's got this daughter. Anyway, it was fun. 
I enjoyed it. I just Googled it. I was like, I need to know what it's part of a series called Bad Bridesmaids, Rachel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I looked, I was like, oh, I have book one on my Kindle called The Mistake. Oh no. <laughs> it is on the spicy side. Okay. It okay. Is. But the, the covers I look so it. fun. I just I love yeah. Kindle Unlimited rom coms. So <laughs> Yes. And I have to say that Kindle has been doing I don't know if you've had a chance um, to listen to any of them or to read any of them. I should say that Kindle has been doing uh, the um, these uh, serials, um, oh, episodic okay. uh, books, and that, which is kind of fun. And uh, I've been listening. I've been reading one um, called The Marriage Auction, which is kind of a, like a dystopian, a little bit kind of a thing. Um, and I, I, I've been. I've been enjoying it. I'm on episode. I just finished episode seven. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like every week a new episode comes out. Um, and you're, they, they call it their stories. Okay. Read the latest from the Kindle Vela stories you follow. Have okay, you seen I've been this? Getting emails. Yeah, I've been getting emails about it, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Kindle, so <laughs> well, I mean, it's the way that they used to do storytelling. I mm-hmm. uh, most of classic literature, whether it's you know your Dickens or your Bronte or whatever, that uh, that they were released in in uh, as a serial. So every I don't know if it was every week or every you, know, you got a new chapter and you got to you know enjoy it, and so it's kind of fun that they're tapping in to that tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go uh, there and read it. What do you have next? The next one that I have is The Wedding Ringer, and it's by Carrie. I think it's Ray. It's R E A. Um, and it's about a young woman who, her, okay, I'm just going to say it. Her, she finds out that her best friend and her fiance were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So she is like anti friend, anti boyfriend and like she goes into the coffee shop one day and she's like sitting there minding her business and this woman walks in and is like I need you to pretend to be like my best friend and she's like why and she's like my fiance is coming just please do it so she goes along with it and she finds herself in this whole ordeal of now being a bridesmaid I mean this girl's gonna pay her like five thousand dollars and so much of it she gets up front and her thing is like she's like been working her job as like a birthday party princess and she's been screwing that up and she's living with her sister and her wife and she's like I'm just ready to get out of town this money will definitely help me do that so she goes along with it and it's it's hard to really call this one a romance because my favorite part of the book is their unexpected friendship like just when you think you don't need a friend you realize you do and like the girl is such a wonderful person, but even she has her demons, her ghosts from her past that she's running from. And the more that she tries to fight becoming friends with her, she finds herself caring about her. But there is a romance involved as well. So take that as you will, listeners. I really loved this book. Um, and I think that there is space for like these kind of chiclet women's fic romance books that straddle that line. I thought this one was really good. So if you want some, it's it's sweet. There's no steam in this one. Um, it's called The Wedding Ringer by Carrie Ray. And I think you should mm-hmm. check it out. So Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds really good. 
Um, all right. My last one was actually for book club this month. Uh, it was called Keep Moving by Maggie Smith. And it's a motivational um, book, I guess you'd say, uh, that uh, that I guess it was based on her Instagram or something. Is it like a little blue book? Um, I listened to it, so okay. I, I'm not I sure. Like I have it. I feel like I have that. I'll send um, you a picture of what I find that I thought I was you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, but it's about her dealing with, uh, you know, loss and her divorce and how she processed all of that experience and her, inf- you know, before that, her infertility struggles, miscarriages. Um, so it has a lot of stuff that people build to relate to. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's like perfectly um, a good you know, good little inspirational book. It's, it felt somewhat generic to me. Like there was nothing about it that felt like particularly memorable or, you know, that, wow, this is an incredible book. Um, but it's totally harmless. And if you're, she has a lot of affirmations and I think that was the Instagram part of it, uh, in the, in like motivational quotes and stuff like that. Um, and I, I do like affirmations. Uh, I, for my job, I manage a corporate blog and every quarter or so I do a post on affirmations. And so it was kind of interesting to read her affirmations. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, like I said, if you're looking for something, you know, motivational, it's perfectly serviceable, I guess I would say, but nothing that, um, I preferred the parts that were more about her experience in her life. Uh, but maybe part of it is just that I've never had, you know, I've never had children. I've never been married. I've never been divorced. You know, so maybe somebody that had had fertility problems, somebody that had been divorced, like they'd be able to maybe connect with it a little bit more. But even so, I just, I felt like it was on the generic side and, and pretty much everybody in book club agreed, you know, that it was, It looks like that. I it, I think it's tough because we live in a world now where you can get like self-help motivational yeah. stuff literally everywhere. So yeah. I feel like if you're going to get, if you're going to like, if you're some publisher and you're going to sign somebody, it's like, what are you really doing that's different from literally anything somebody can get on Pinterest and look up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it can Agreed. be tough. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't a great choice for book club because there's just not a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, she had these struggles. You know, like, what do you? There's no like, a, there's not a lot of room for like discussion. So, right, we pretty much just talked about whatever was going on in our lives instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my gosh, you go. for your book club, have you all read a Colleen Hoover book before? Um, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. What's what's one of her books? Okay, so the book club that I used to be in with two of my girlfriends was called, we we picked her book called Verity. It is a very divisive book. People either love it or they hate it. I feel like it's an like an homage to the old gothic romances with its uh-huh. own spin. There are things that she does in that book that totally as women is hard to read, but once you know the character of Verity, you're like, of course she would do something insane like this. You know, it's one of those things. So just saying, if you guys ever are like, what are we going to read next? Just (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't want them to hate you because they like didn't like the book, but just saying, maybe like slide well, that in there. <laughs> I'm usually the one kind of pushing the uh, the romantic selections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, that's another thing. People are like, oh, this is not a romance. And I'm like, technically, it is in a screwed up way. It is. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives you a lot to talk about. Yeah. Well, the, the probably the biggest controversial book that we ever did on book club at book club was uh, "Me Before You" from JoJo Mice. Oh I gosh, hated it <laughs> so much, and we had the most fiery debate. <laughs> it was so bad and uh, just repulsive. I mean, I was disgusted by it, and. Uh, you know, and then other people enjoyed it. So that was, that was, that was a good, that was a good choice. Yeah. I mean, we had a good discussion. But... Yeah. It's always like, okay, what's, it's like, what's the point of book club? You know, like when we had ours, like, like you said, it was very fiery conversations going on. And I'm like, this is why I feel like we should pick books like this because yeah. it gives you something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. The whole point. So Anyway, uh, what is your last one? My last one is The Family You Make by Jill Shalvis, which she's one of my favorite authors. Uh, this is a new release. It's a the first book in a new series by her. It's her Sunrise Cove series. Um, and it follows a traveling nurse. You find out in the book why she prefers to travel, why she prefers not to stay in one place at you know a time. But literally, she's like in, oh gosh, Salt? Is it Salt Lake? I think it's in Salt Lake. I could be wrong, but it's somewhere over there. They're on a gondola, her in the sky, and the gondola in front of them goes down. And so they basically, it starts, the first scene is them thinking they're about to die. He calls his mom and he just can't bring himself to tell her, like, I think I'm about to die. So he's just like, I just met the love of my life. I'll bring her home so you can meet her kind of thing. And like, they don't even really know each other like that. (laughs) But they end up in the same place. And um, he eventually convinced her, like, I really need for you to like, come to my family dinner in three weeks, pretend that we're dating. It's all my mom wants for me Mm. in life is to like find love. And like slowly, but like his family is so excited that they all find ways to sneak and go meet her (laughs) before she comes over. Uh, But it's, it's, it's all, it's a really wonderful found family uh, romance uh, story. It's, she just nails like community. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I love her so much you guys so go pick up the family mm. you make by jill shalvis she has a crazy backlist of books that you can just like sink your teeth in afterwards so yeah that's the family you make it's good oh, that sounds fun i love you know a good fake relationship yeah. story <laughs> <laughs> so what's our next pick rachel <laughs> yes so this is gonna be really fun we are going to do i've got your number by sophie kinsella and uh, this uh, is a book about uh, a woman who finds this man's cell phone and uh, she's trying to get the cell phone back. Uh, but, uh, and then uh, uh, she has lost her phone because she was evacuated from the building. So she starts using his phone and, uh, anyway, uh, she starts to get to know him and they start communicating back and forth. It's really cute. 
I enjoyed okay. it very much. Uh, and you know, I love Sophie Kinsella. She's had a couple misses in the last couple books, but, and, and the, the shopaholic books kind of went too long. I stopped after the baby one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this would be my first one by her, but I read about, did you read twenties girl? Yeah, I read twenties girl. That one was pretty fun. I love the undomestic goddess. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, but it is like a tiny bit spicy. Um, I can't remember if this one is, I, this has been a while since I read this one, but I really enjoyed it when I read it. So hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Um, she's really good about taking an issue like the undomestic goddess. You know, it's about how we're kind of how it's about workaholism but also about how we kind of dismiss the 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 homestead crafts you know of yeah today and then don't find value and then this woman who's like this workaholic and she she ends up through a ridiculous series of events uh ends up as this housemaid she's this lawyer it's ridiculous but it i really like it it's really good um and she starts to realize there's value in, in the slower, the domestic arts. That's the word I'm looking for. Anyway, okay. I love that book. And maybe we'll do it another time. But in this one, in the shopaholic books, obviously consumerism uh, and you know shopping and, and uh, materialism and things like that. So she, she takes like an issue and then she crafts kind of a fun rom-com around, around that it. issue. Ooh, I'm excited. And and I think she's very good at doing that and making it funny and making her heroines have a very strong voice, clear voice. Uh, and in this one, uh, the kind of the, 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 the message sort of is, you know, glued to our phones, social media, social um, internet dating, things like that is kind of what she's trying to talk a little bit about. Uh, while still having a fun story with good characters and writing. So, okay. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I read uh, recently, I read uh, Save the Cat Writes a Novel, and that's one of the books that they broke down, the 20s girl one by her. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm happy to see a Sophie Kinsella. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the options that you're breaking down here. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't read any of her before. Yeah. I had 20s girl years ago, and I never read it. I never picked it up, but yeah. I do have like two of her most recent books, which now I'm a little nervous because you said they've been hit or miss, but I have like two of her recent books that were sent to me to read. So we'll see. Yeah. I, what was it called? I can't even remember what her most recent one was called, but I wasn't, I, I was disappointed. It was um something to crash the party or something. Oh God. Oh, gonna- it was called love your life. And I just didn't like either of it. Like it starts out fun. And then I just really didn't like either of the the people that either of the in the couple or think they had any chemistry together. And I don't know. That one wasn't my favorite, but I still overall really enjoy her as a writer. Everybody has their misses. So Okay. Yeah. What I see. Love do? your life. I got that one. And the party crasher was her 2021 book that I mm-hmm. have. So I'm a little nervous, but I'll, I'll report back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let us know if you've read any of these books that we've talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, in the comment section or on Twitter or chat up with us. And, uh, Brie, where can people find you? 
I'm on Instagram. I have changed my name, y'all. It is now Brie.unabashedly. Um, and I co-host the Categorically Romance podcast. So that's where you can find me. Yeah. And like I said, we'll have links, affiliate links in the description to everything we talked about. So make sure you check that out. And uh, you can find both of us on Goodreads. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So love your thoughts on all of that content. And make sure you're following the podcast, Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews, five stars. It helps us so, so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We just crossed 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you very much for that. This is very exciting. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yes. And uh, check out our patron group. We have so much fun in the patron group. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And then we also have our merch store, which has some fun Valentine's designs that you can take a look at. We sure appreciate that support. So thanks so much, Bree. It's always so much fun. And we'll talk to y'all next month. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone.